Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. It is a truth universally acknowledged among everyone who's ever tried to wear a mask for more than a few minutes. Masks are uncomfortable, particularly on the ears, particularly for people wearing them nonstop for eight or nine hour shifts. Yet wearing masks is non-negotiable, especially for these frontline workers. Enter Glenn Anderson. He's an associate professor of three-dimensional design at the University of Missouri-St. Louis, and he decided to treat uncomfortable masks as a three-dimensional design challenge. Anderson ended up fashioning surgical mask ear savers that can be made on a simple 3D printer, and healthcare workers say they're not just an ear saver, but a lifesaver. Rachel Serenko is a neonatal pediatric specialist at St. Louis Children's Hospital. When her employer first began requiring masks for the totality of 12-hour shifts, she says she was in a lot of pain. She described to our producer, Evie Hempel, earlier this week how she felt as she made her way through three consecutive days of 12-hour mask wearing. My ears were killing me. Like, it wasn't comfortable the other ones, but now it's just like we wear it every day that we work. Even if you have a few days off, your ears don't really get to um, recover, and like that string is apparently very not not very soft for wearing that for that long of time. That third day when it really hurt is when um, I actually had what I did that third day was I took two rubber bands and a paper clip. <laughs> And, like, kind of jerry-rigged it. And that's Rachel Serenko of St. Louis Children's Hospital. Then a colleague offered Rachel Glenn Anderson's ear saver. And in addition to providing comfort, she said it was also a morale boost. I mean, it actually, you know, shows that people do care what we're doing and that we are making a difference. Uh, It kind of gets hard when you, you know, you work your 12-hour shift. You know, there's not as many people in the hospital um, in general, because you can't, you know, visit our policy and everything. And so uh, you don't get to see everyone, you know, you don't get to see all your family, you know, you're stuck at home when you're not working, unless you're going out and venturing out to the grocery store. Uh, but, you know, if you spend any time on, time on social media, it's, you know, there's just so much going on right now that that's not exactly the nicest platform right now to be on. Uh you know, but to show that that people actually care, you know, really care what we're doing and see that what we're doing is, you know, something good. And that's Rachel Serenko raving about Glenn Anderson's ear savers. And joining us today to share the backstory on these devices is Glenn Anderson. Glenn, welcome to the show. Thank you. So walk us through how this idea came about. What got you interested in manufacturing these ear savers? Well, uh, There was a call out a while back. The university was looking for any type of solution, uh, some type of mass solution, and they had heard that 3D printing could possibly produce, you know, some type of quick mask. And and we quickly found out that that was was really difficult with Hmm. the type of printers we had. Uh, They don't print extremely fast for complicated objects. And so that, that kind of stopped very quickly. Uh, but I, you know, I didn't want to stop there. I knew there was something else we could do. Uh, there had to be another way we could, we could help out. And, uh, I came across, uh, another 3d printer on a forum, someone who was making ear savers Hmm. and they were, they were little small, 
you know, little clips. And I thought, well, I, I could do that. I could probably do that a little bit better. And um, I think what we've created is 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 much better. Now, we and, have a picture of what you've created on our website. That's stlpublicradio.org if people want to go check that out. But for people who are listening, um, rather than sitting in front of a desktop computer, what do these, what do these ear savers look like? So uh, they're about eight inches long, and they have a little uh, tab on either side, uh, on the top and the bottom on either side, left and right. And those allow you to clip the strings that would normally go behind your ear and over the top of your ear hmm. uh, on either side into those and basically bypass your ear. Uh, and then we've added a, a little phrase in the middle. Uh, some say, you know, RT's rock. Uh, we have STL strong. And, and when like you say, sorry, different versions. RT's rock, those are respiratory therapists? So my my wife is a respiratory therapist, and that was a uh, that was a request uh, directly from her. So that was probably the first after the you've got this and hang in there and you know we're doing this together type stuff. Uh, RT's rock was the number one request from her. That's great. So these have these positive messages on them, but the main idea is they're sort of taking pressure off the ears. They're spreading exactly. it around. Exactly. Yeah. So it keeps that band from from pushing on the back of the ear and then uh, kind of irritating all those nerves. You know, you know, it radiates. If you wear one of those masks, uh, I know people wear them for lawn work a lot. If you wear them for too long, they, you know, they push on the ear and then you feel it all the way down into your jaw. Uh, it's really uncomfortable. And then the skin irritation is is almost worse after you know wearing it several days in a row. Mm. And so your wife, um, she's she's somebody who um, needs these herself as a respiratory therapist. Was she your guinea pig as you were trying to fine tune this design? Yes, she and her she and her office mates um, were trying different sizes and kinds um, for you know a day or two. I sent several different versions with her to work, and uh, they they were they were the testers. And I imagine they were pretty enthusiastic testers. They were all in for the idea behind this. Oh yeah, no, they were they were they were very uh, straightforward and honest <laughs> about so when, what did and did not work. So when it didn't work, they were telling you that. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely heard how it did or did not work um, every day. Now I want to hear from. I'm going to play some audio from another healthcare worker using your design. He's the respiratory therapy manager at Rankin Jordan Pediatric Bridge Hospital. His name is Nick Beck, and he noted that while many medical staff are used to wearing surgical masks for a short amount of time, wearing them for an entire long shift that is a different beast. Even as a healthcare worker, you're not used to wearing these all day long. So the masks are different sizes, and you know sometimes you get a lucky one, and uh, it's a little bit larger, so it's, it fits loosely. But um, uh, it's like a burning feeling or just you can tell it's pressure and you can tell if you, you wore it a couple more days in a row that you, know, you might even have some breakdown behind your ears. So um, putting this plastic strap behind your head um, really takes that pressure off the ear and you know, also kind of makes it a little tighter fit around your face. And, um, so, yeah, it makes it tolerable, honestly. And that's Nick Beck at Rankin-Jordan Pediatric Bridge Hospital. And he mentioned that you have branded these plastic straps, um, as you mentioned, and just how excited he was that you did that for the department. 
pre-COVID, respiratory therapy doesn't get a lot of publicity. So um, he sent over some, they say, RT Hero or RT Rocks, you know, just some some uh, some good sayings there that kind of make people smile. So it was pretty, it was a good touch. And that, again, is Nick Beck at Rankin-Jordan Pediatric Bridge Hospital. Now, Glenn, I understand you've, you've now printed more than 2,500 of these. Where are they all going? Oh, they're, they're all over. Um, we've sent some to Minnesota. Uh, we've sent them to uh, Children's Hospital in Kansas City. Uh, we've sent several around town, uh, police agencies, uh, several different hospitals. Somebody just picked up a big batch today. Uh, so they're they're all over the place. Is this just happening through word of mouth? Yeah, at this moment, yes, just word of mouth. Um, if you you know who's making them, uh, that's that's how it works. Now, uh, now I understand you're printing these at your house. It's not like you're in some fancy UMSL lab. Um, are you able to keep up with the demand? So we do thirty an hour at max. And so I, I, uh, luckily I don't have a finished basement. So I built a little, uh, space to, to make these with the 3d printers from work. We're not on campus, uh, for everyone's safety. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so yeah, I've got these at home running. And so what, what kind of expenses involved with this? I mean, you've explained you had to even modify your basement to do this. You've now printed 2,500 of these. Are, are you selling them at this point to help recoup some of that? I, we're not selling them at all. Um, the, I have had donations. Uh, I, I've, I'm putting the design online. The design is on thingiverse.com. So you're just sharing this? Just anybody I'm can just sharing go there. it with anybody. Anybody can go there and download there's over, there's almost 50 right now, different designs, and I get requests on a regular basis for uh, special designs, uh, you know, like we did the Maine's Veteran, Maine, Maine's Veteran Hospital. Um, somebody asked from American Airlines, they were printing them for employees there, uh, things like that. So, you know, I, I do those because I can't possibly print all of them. So you uh, will then create the, the way that other people can use that pattern to print them themselves. Exactly. Yeah. So I create the source file and then they can uh, put them into their their own 3D printer and print them out. I got to say, this is pretty remarkable. I mean, not only are you printing all of these yourself in your own basement, you're also creating designs for other people so they can have custom ear savers. I mean, this just seems like a ton of work you're putting into this thing. You're not tempted to try to make a buck off this. I, Well, OK, so there are people out there selling them and... Um, Ours are really not meant for the general population. How so? Um, there are people, you know, putting, we're, we're putting these out for first responders, mm -hmm. you know, and, and part of it's, it's something for me to do. Uh, you know, I send my wife out to a hospital every day and, uh, you know, she's doing something and I feel like I, I could do something for the effort too. Well, we really appreciate that. I mean, this is truly noble work. I don't want to suggest that you should be trying to cash in, but I'm just, I'm so impressed by that. Um, I understand you're also still teaching your UMSL courses in three-dimensional design, production, and programming. You're just doing that from home. Have your students been curious about this particular project? Yeah, I, I've shared with them what I'm doing, and uh, they're very supportive. Uh, so um, they, they know what's going on, and... Uh, They've seen them, you know, I've shown them off during class to them over my webcam. 
so seems like this unfortunately, is a, it's a great lesson here how design it, can solve problems. Exactly. I wish we we could be together and you know work on this as a team, but unfortunately, um, the situation as it is, we we can't do that. Yeah, I imagine something like three dimensional design. That's got to be hard to teach in two dimensions. But you're hanging in there. We are. We just completed the semester, and um, it was a very interesting end to the semester. And they did a they did a really excellent job. Now I got to ask you about one more thing. I understand that you have twin three year olds at home, which honestly feels like you should be busy enough with just that. But good for you. You have extra extra time and energy. Um, so many of us are worried about getting our kids to wear masks at schools and daycares going forward as people begin to reopen. Do you think there's anything that can be done with pediatric masks or with some of these problems that parents are going to be dealing with that that you and your three D team could take on? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we were fitting our kids for masks the other day. Uh, my mother had sewn masks for them, and we were trying um, some of the smaller ear savers on them. And uh, they work, but, uh, you know, yeah, getting them, you know, we, we've given them a little bit of information about what's going on, but, mm-hmm. you know, how much they retain and, and how much we really want to tell them is um, different. <laughs> uh, That's so, so hard with three-year-olds. Yeah. I mean, they, they want to go to grandma's and they want to go to the grocery store and they, they want to go out to eat. And, uh, you know, it's hard. It's hard on them. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry you're dealing with that, but I am also very grateful for these efforts that you're making. So, Glenn Anderson, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. All right. Thank you for having me on. And Glenn, again, is an associate professor of 3D design that's at the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Um, And he also invented this mask ear saver, which is now out there if people want to get this design. There's information about that on our website, stlpublicradio.org. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.